It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. The end of the human race will be that it will eventually die of civilization. That's a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And indeed, how correct he was. Deadly heat is killing countless forms of flora and fauna. And we're next. What's unfolding is far more grave and immediate than any scenario that's being disclosed from any official sources. The correct scientific terminology for what we collectively face is abrupt climate collapse. In Earth's entire geologic past, there is no comparable event. How is climate engineering completely connected to the entire scenario? Stay tuned. I'll get to that. And for the record, June of 2022 was the 46th consecutive June at above normal global temperatures and the 450th consecutive month with temperatures above the 20th century average, which were already above the 19th century average. And this is in spite of the fact that official high temperatures are being underreported, not overreported, masking the true severity of what's unfolding from populations until the last possible moment. Next, consider this quote. We have a choice, collective action or collective suicide. Here's the headline from which that quote was taken. Humanity faces, quote, collective suicide over climate crisis, warns UN chief. First, the UN is a criminal organization. Yes, absolutely. Do we all love to hate Al Gore? Probably, as he's also part of the criminal cabal that has long since taken control. But to those that are inclined to roll their eyes and walk away at the suggestion that the planet's life support systems are breaking down by the day, please, before you turn two blind eyes to the wider horizon, consider actually investigating the verifiable data that I will present on this broadcast. This commercial-free news hour is not about politics. It's about realities that almost none are yet willing to face, though soon, very soon, denial will no longer be an option. Climate engineering operations are a core component of all that's unfolding, operations that are being systematically denied and covered up, and the population as a whole has been all too happy to be lied to about what's being done in our skies. Deep denial has so far felt better to many on all sides of the manufactured political divide, but denial will soon be shattered, and you can quote me on that. And no, so-called renewable energy isn't going to save us from ourselves. But wait, if things were really this bad, the government would alert us, right? Anyone that still believes that is in a very dark place. This headline from last week, Fauci and top Biden officials subpoenaed in lawsuit alleging they colluded with social media to suppress free speech. From that report, top-ranking Biden administration officials, including Dr. Anthony Fauci and five social media giants, have 30 days to respond to subpoenas and discovery requests in a lawsuit alleging the government colluded with social media companies to suppress freedom of speech, quote, under the guise of combating misinformation, end quote. Well, imagine that. What a surprise. No scripted political theater on this broadcast. I'll keep my focus on the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. On that note, from DC Clothesline and other sources, everything is dying. We are witnessing mass extinctions on an unprecedented scale, but most people don't understand what is happening. 
how profoundly true that headline report is. Stay with me. There's much, much more. Just scratching the surface at the moment. Next, from fizz.org. Natural systems in Australia are unraveling. If they collapse, human society could also. Three primary problems with this report. It's not just Australia. It's global. Next, the collapse of the natural systems is not if. It already is advanced to a degree that few can comprehend, and it's accelerating by the day. And about the statement, human society could collapse, there's no could, no may, no might. Again, already unfolding. Next, from a newly published science study. This is extraordinarily dire. Here's the title of the report. Are empty oceans, research finds Atlantic plankton all but wiped out in catastrophic loss of life. The researchers of this report stated this. It is our view that humanity will not survive the extinction of most marine plants and animals. I've spent so much of my life under the surface of the sea. I have seen this coming for so many years, decades in fact. I've been trying to sound the alarm for so very long. And now, when we are so late in the game, the climate science community admits to this because they can't hide it any longer. Stay tuned for much more on this extinction level threat. Next, Biden administration refuses to phase out toxic pesticides on national wildlife refuges. No real surprise there, is there? We're all drowning in a rapidly rising sea of toxins, many raining down through our air column from the climate engineering jet spraying fallout. So about the climate from Reuters last week, Biden stopped short of declaring climate emergency, takes steps on wind power. Wow, Joe, what a relief propping up the faulty wind turbine industry. That'll save the day. What a circus of insanity. At this late hour, the only factor that may yet buy us some time on a rapidly dying planet is to expose and halt the climate engineering weather warfare operations. Next headline from last week, too hot for solar power. Europe's heat wave makes solar panels less efficient. Don't hear that admitted to by the so-called environmental groups that are being paid from major institutions like the Rockefeller Foundation. This report states heat can reduce output efficiency by 10 to 25% as the temperature of the solar panel increases. Let's correct this for the record. No, not 10 to 25%, more like 30 to 40%. And the hotter it gets and the more intense the UV radiation, the greater the solar power decrease. Climate engineering is reducing all three primary forms of alternative power, solar, wind, and hydro. And I know this firsthand. My off-grid home has all three primary forms of alternative power. In 2004, my residence was the cover article of the world's largest renewable energy magazine. That's what started my full-time devotion to this fight, discovering what was happening in the skies above. Climate engineering has radically reduced all three forms of alternative energy. And worse, it's contaminating every breath we take, indeed, the entire biosphere. So, Power cuts, mega drought, crops crashing, destabilized societies. For the record, the U.S. military and its NATO partners have long since relied on weather warfare to create the exact scenario I just outlined. Consider that every single Middle Eastern country targeted for their resources by the Western military machine underwent a once-in-1,000-year drought prior to U.S. military invasion. Droughts that crushed crops and destabilized populations. Sound familiar? And now let's add this statement piece of the puzzle to the equation from the U.S. Department of Defense spokesman John Kirby. Listen carefully. 
And then lastly, it's a driver of actual emissions because uh, climate change uh, creates uh, instability, which creates insecurity in some places, and you can end up, the, the fighting in Syria uh, started really as a result of a drought. Um, and so there's, uh, there's a, it, it can actually drive military missions and, and, and force the military to become involved in places and at times uh, where they wouldn't have had, had to otherwise. Just for the record, let's take a moment to correct John Kirby's statements. Climate engineering, the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, creates the conditions that destabilize populations and thus the premise for U.S. and NATO military invasion, occupation, and resource extraction. Yes, John, indeed Syria was a case in point, one of many. As the U.S. population finally begins to wake up, they've become a rapidly increasing liability to the controllers. With that in mind, consider the next headline. From Science.com, last week, half of Americans anticipate a U.S. Civil War soon, survey finds. From the Science.com report, findings suggest rising gun violence will soon spill into the political sphere, driven by conspiracy theories, they say. No, not driven by those that dispute the official propaganda, but by lack of basic necessities, starting with water and food. Basic necessities that are being decimated from countless forms of human damage to the planet with climate intervention operations, a.k.a. weather warfare, being the most dangerous and destructive of all. Question, how many are willing to base their beliefs on objective investigation? Answer, not nearly enough. As the saying goes, most people don't want the truth. What they want is constant reassurance that what they have already chosen to believe is the truth, when it absolutely isn't. Or in the words of Mark Twain, it's easier to fool people than it is to convince them that they have been fooled. In regard to being fooled, in this case, the arena of biological warfare, last week from LiveScience.com, quote, never before seen microbes locked in glacier ice could spark a wave of new pandemics if released. Really? How many buy the blame-it-all-on-nature narrative of total propaganda while some 400 biolabs around the world are busy pumping out God-knows-what and releasing it on God-knows-who? And then comes the push for ever more vaccines. What a surprise. But thankfully, the grand and deadly deceptions are beginning to come to light. On that note, this headline from last week. Numerous foreign media sources, historic decision against mandatory vaccination by Italian court, plus COVID vaccine risk to human genome now legally established in Italy. From that report, the judge ruled that these substances don't prevent infection or transmission. Therefore, in the front of the Italian law, there cannot be any obligation, i.e. to take the vaccination. It continues, the judge also recognizes that these substances provoke severe adverse events. Therefore, the judge stated, it is even less legitimate to force anybody to be injected. And there's this, the judge put the dignity of the human being at the center and referred twice to the period of Nazism and fascism. Mandatory vaccination is possible if there is informed consent. For COVID injections, she explained, the judge, that... An informed consent is not possible as we don't know the ingredients and the mechanisms of these substances because of industrial and alleged military secrets. 
final excerpt from this report. This interim decision is grounded in serious conclusion. There is no right to suspend a citizen from the right to work based on this illegal request regarding a vaccination with experimental substances. Final conclusion of this report. Quote, with this historic court decision, the, quote, risk to human genome is now legally established, i.e. regarding the mRNA vaccines. Let's pull back the curtain a little further on this subject from Children's Health Defense and the Defender. This headline from last week, quote, stunning one in 5,000 COVID injections caused serious side effects, German health officials admit. From that report, the German Federal Ministry of Health on Wednesday of last week posted a, quote, stunning tweet admitting one of every 5,000 COVID-19 vaccinations caused serious side effects. The data includes 5,862 reports of suspected adverse reactions in children and adolescents, although likely an underestimation due to voluntary reporting. The admission implies almost 300,000 Americans and Europeans have experienced a severe adverse event. I'll get to even more shocking statistics on the total adverse reactions in a moment. First this, also from CHD and The Defender. Pandemic of the boosted UK data reveal fatal problem with COVID shots. From that report, based on official data from the UK and Australia, people who get four or more doses of COVID-19 vaccines are statistically about 100 times more likely to be hospitalized than those who are unvaccinated. That's 10,000% more likely. The latest surveillance, the report states, suggests the new waves of BA4 and BA5 Omicron subvariants are responsible, highlighting the recent upward trend that includes a 17% increase in hospitalizations in just the last week. The new and improved versions of COVID just keep coming, don't they? Exactly as geoengineeringwatch.org said would be the case at the very onset of this scenario. So the big message on the next waves of COVID, same in England and the U.S. and many other countries, go get your injection. That's what they want you to do. And don't ask questions. But for those that do ask, here's more data to consider. More than 1.3 million adverse events following COVID vaccines reported to VAERS. That's a vaccine adverse event recording system. That's from the Centers for Disease Control data. Let's continue with this report. The statistics at VAERS show 1,329,135 reports of adverse events from all age groups following COVID-19 vaccines, including 29,273 deaths, 241,910 serious injuries, and that's between December 14, 2020 and July 1, 2022. The vaccine adverse reactions being reported on the European database Endura Vigilance are even more shocking, and worse still, since the medical industry is highly discouraged from reporting vaccine adverse reactions, it is believed that less than 5% are actually being reported. Translation, the actual injuries taking place may be 20 times higher than the already extremely alarming statistics. So much for safe and effective. And with all this data in mind, is it any surprise that the pharmaceutical industry complex has had total legal immunity for any and all death or injury their concoctions cause since 1986. What a surprise. And with all that in mind, consider this Biden quote from last week. He said, I've been double vaccinated and double boosted. End quote. He'll be fine. Or so he says. Question. 
Is the president telling the truth about his vaccination record? Who can know? You're listening to the weekly bad news broadcast, the global alert news hour, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial free, non-political and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the U.S. And we have added now more stations to the growing list of those airing this broadcast. Three more this week. This is Dane Wigington, your host of the Bad News Broadcast. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our YouTube channel versions of this broadcast. We hope you'll subscribe to our YouTube channel and help us to circulate this broadcast and our groundbreaking documentary exposing the global climate intervention operations titled The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice and in doing so, help us to more effectively sound the alarm. Again, our website, geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. Moving on, much to cover. Again, I ask this question. Will the controllers soon initiate a nuclear exchange, not only as a last-ditch, desperate, and unimaginably destructive means of slowing the runaway meltdown of planet Earth, but also as a means of covering their tracks, i.e., hiding the catastrophic damage they have already done to the planet's life support systems by using weather and climate as a weapon of war. Next headline, many sources, 200 million Americans facing brutal heat, raises alarm over power grid stability. We're told that the most intense heat remained over the southwest and the south central U.S. with highs topping 100 degrees in some regions. The report continues, a strong heat dome was stuck over the central U.S., baking tens of millions of people in above normal to record high temperatures. Now, the heat dome is broadening, headed to the mid-Atlantic and northeast. There's that term again, over and over, heat dome, a.k.a. ionosphere heater-induced heat dome. A term and a scenario that I have been desperately trying to sound the alarm about for a decade and a half. Ionosphere heater installations like HARP in Alaska, that's H-A-A-R-P, that's the acronym, are not science fiction. They are science reality. They are weapons of mass destruction. And while ionosphere heater installations continue to wreak havoc on the planet and populations, the whole of the so-called science community is turning two blind eyes to their existence and their function. It seems to the vast majority of academia, their paychecks and pensions are the priority for them, not preserving what is yet left of the planet's life support systems. For new listeners, about ionosphere heaters. It is a massive ground-based radio frequency microwave transmitter that can transmit millions of watts of energy into the ionosphere. The transmission can be steered to dictate location, to clarify, to dictate the location of the atmosphere they want to affect. It's imperative to investigate and understand the ionosphere heater component of climate engineering. Many who are aware of climate engineering operations mistakenly believe that if they don't see the horizon-to-horizon jet sprayed dispersions in their skies, that they're being left alone by the weather makers. But such a conclusion couldn't be further from the truth. The geoengineers have multiple methods by which they can completely cut off the flow of rain to vast regions. View the groundbreaking documentary again that fully exposes the climate engineering threat titled The Dimming. As stated earlier, it's available for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. 
Climate engineering operations are weather warfare, nothing less. Climate engineering is the crown jewel weapon of the controllers, the weapon with which they can, again, cut off water supplies, crush crops, and thus control populations, and all the while blaming it on nature or climate change alone, neither of which is the truth. In any conversation with anyone about any aspect of climate anything, always remember and consider there can be no legitimate discussion of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering assault. And about every single so-called environmental organization, none of them deserve a cent of support unless or until they admit to the climate engineering factor. Next, as mentioned at the start of this broadcast, a newly released science study that confirms looming near-term human extinction, short of a complete course correction by our species. Here's the headline. Our empty oceans. Research finds Atlantic plankton all but wiped out in catastrophic loss of life. From the report, scientists have discovered a catastrophic loss of life in our oceans. An Edinburgh-based research team fears plankton, the tiny organisms that sustain life in our seas, has all but been wiped out after spending two years collecting water samples from the Atlantic. The landmark research blames chemical pollution from plastics, farm fertilizers, and pharmaceuticals in the water. Previously, it was thought the amount of plankton had halved since the 1940s, but the evidence gathered by the Scottish research team suggests 90% has now vanished. The scientists warn that there are only a few years left before the consequences become catastrophically clear when fish, whales, and dolphins become extinct with grave implications for the planet and the human race, of course. In the report, the researchers from the Global Oceanic Environmental Survey Foundation state, an environmental catastrophe is unfolding. We believe humanity could adapt to global warming and extreme weather changes, which is just a belief, by the way, not based on data. But the scientists then state, quote, it is our view that humanity will not survive the extinction of most marine plants and animals. The team, led by marine biologist and former Scottish government advisor Dr. Howard Dryden, has compiled and analyzed information from 13 surface vessels and more than 500 data points on the Atlantic Ocean. Now, the science team that produced this report has alerted the larger scientific community to their findings and are appealing for the troubling implications to be understood and acted upon before it's too late. Newsflash. Mathematically and statistically speaking, too late was two decades ago. The formerly thriving planet we have all known is done. It's not coming back in any time frame that matters. Now the question is this, will anyone survive what's unfolding? Next, let's consider this. Plankton did produce about 50% of Earth's oxygen content, but no more. Our forests were the second largest producer of atmospheric oxygen, But due to conditions like VPD, vapor pressure deficit, and other conditions caused by human activity with climate engineering at the top of the list, our forests are no longer producing even a small fraction of the oxygen they once generated. Same is true with the plankton, of course, with collapses like that just described. For those that have felt it's sometimes a bit harder to get a full lung of air, perhaps it's not your imagination after all. So the report states, the scientific community has been alerted. I feel so much better now. The so-called science community that has long since been bought and paid for by power structures around the world 
the so-called science community that is tasked with backing up the official denial of atrocities like climate engineering operations that, by the way, are the single greatest causal factor in regard to the mass die-off of plankton populations, thus our oceans and next us. A fact that this science study acknowledging the collapse of plankton did not even mention. To clarify... Even the scientists that are starting to admit to the plankton collapse are not admitting to the off-the-chart UV radiation that is frying plankton as they try to feed in the upper layers of the water column. Yes, there are countless human factors killing plankton, but the UV radiation is ubiquitous. This is in addition to the highly toxic climate engineering fallout, heavy metal and polymer nanoparticles that are now coating the surface of our seas. Again, if the oceans die we will die. If the forests die, we will die. If the insects die, we will die. If the wildlife dies, we will die. And all of it is happening at once. And if all of this wasn't horrific enough, the climate engineers are crushing crops around the world by disrupting precipitation flows. No food, no people. In regard to our dying forests and VPD, again, vapor pressure deficit, this from last week, Tree mortality risk surges in Australian rainforests. The report states researchers link vulnerability to, quote, atmospheric drought, end quote, associated with climate change. First, it's not just Australia's rainforests. It's all forests. Next, the primary factor that is drying out the atmosphere is climate intervention operations and all that they entail. Check the engineering drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. Geoengineering is fueling a factor known as, again, VPD, vapor pressure deficit. I mentioned this factor only moments ago and have on broadcasts over the last decade. Not enough atmospheric humidity causes the respiratory ports called stomata to shut down on trees, crops, and other forms of flora. This, in turn, prevents them from feeding, from uptaking CO2, from growing, from releasing oxygen. In summary... Climate engineering is killing our forests, our crops, and thus our food supply. On that note, on a recent broadcast, I covered a UN report titled, quote, The Benefits of Hunger. This was an essay which outlined how hunger can be used to motivate and control populations. Yes, this essay has been removed from the UN site and officially excused away as being, quote, satire. Many bought the satire excuse. And now let's consider that excuse for just a moment. First, is hunger and starvation a joke? Is that humorous for the UN or to those who read the UN site? Let's ask this question. Why would the, quote, benefits of hunger report be the only so-called satire piece that is posted anywhere on the UN site? Conclusion. Just because a power structure controlled entity like the UN spits out a lame excuse to cover their tracks doesn't mean it should be accepted. Starving to death isn't a joke. And unfortunately, more than most want to imagine are perilously close to just such a scenario. Those that have any historical understanding of the UN and its actions won't buy the just satire excuse for the benefits of hunger report they posted. Here's a final footnote on the plankton, another glaring red flag of insanity from the so-called science community from Forbes. Quote, how plankton could make cement manufacturing greener. From that report, about 7% of global greenhouse gas emissions are generated by the manufacturing of cement. To remedy this, scientists from the University of Colorado have come up with a surprising solution. Plankton. 
great. We're going to harvest plankton and use their skeletal shells for cement production. What's left of the plankton? What a great idea to build more structures that will soon be sitting empty as the human race goes extinct. This is from the so-called science community. To so many people, the high-rise buildings and the mass megacities seem so permanent, and they are anything but. And we're about to find out the hard way just how true that is. Moving on, more on destabilizing populations with droughts and floods. And remember, drought and deluge scenarios are the hallmark of climate intervention operations. Australia is a case in point. First, unprecedented drought, then came the incineration, and now biblical scale flooding that goes on and on and on from the land down under from the farmermagazine.com.au just as farmers were starting to recover from those floods at the beginning of this year a lot of those winter vegetable crops they planted have been washed away the latest downpour is thought to have wiped out around one billion worth of fresh produce in the sydney basin alone drought deluge and high-pressure heat domes, crushing crops around the world. More on the deluge part of this equation. New from the Japan Times, 480,000 told to evacuate as record rainfall hits southwestern Japan. For the record, as I've stated so many times, it must rain more overall on a rapidly warming planet. Certainly, we should expect more flooding. The atmosphere can hold 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming, And we are likely past 3.5 degrees C now. But in fact, there's at this point much more protracted drought overall on the planet. This is a direct result of climate engineering operations, which all available science confirms create drought. And because of the total disruption of the global hydrological cycle, deluge is also created. Here's the bottom line. There's no natural weather at this point. All is tainted with the ongoing and expanding climate engineering insanity. It's not opinion. It's verifiable fact. Again, view the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn what few are yet willing to face. More headlines from the UK Guardian. Ongoing Chinese floods leave 12 dead and thousands evacuated. Climate chaos reigns around the globe. Back to the unfolding and accelerating planetary meltdown being further fueled by climate intervention operations. From climatealert.com, Taiwan recorded its highest temperature in history with 40.7 degrees C. That's about 105 degrees Fahrenheit in Taiwan. Next from bloomberg.com, French heat and drought shrinks wheat harvest and key U.S. exporter, more crops crushed. Next headline from last week, multiple sources, excessive July heat likely to bring onset of rapid drought, i.e., flash drought. Go back a decade or two. Did you ever hear the term flash drought? So many terms that are introduced by the climate science community made up as they go. 15 new cloud types that apparently no one saw for hundreds of years in the human race until they came about after climate engineering started to affect the atmosphere to this degree. We live in a circus of insanity and the science community has betrayed the human race and the entire web of life with very few exceptions. One can only hope that they find the courage to band together, stand up, and tell the truth while it can still make a difference. Next headline from last week, multiple sources. Britain and France could hit record highs, and they did, as heat wave and wildfires grip parts of Europe. From that report, parts of the UK 
could see temperatures rise above 104 degrees. Indeed, they did. A red extreme heat warning was issued there for the first time ever. Wildfires have burned over 27 square miles in southwestern France. On a wider perspective, this headline from last week, rivers are drying up in many parts of Europe. It's not just the Colorado River going dry. Keep that in mind. Climate intervention operations are completely disrupting the global hydrological cycle. The human race needs to wake up and look up before there's nothing left to salvage. Question, when will the background of biosphere collapse being further fueled by weather warfare operations hit the radar of all those that are so far completely oblivious to it? No habitat, no humans. Simple. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast. This is installment number 363, July 23rd, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Denver, Washington State, Oregon, the Northeast, Sacramento, San Diego, San Francisco, Santa Cruz, Phoenix, Las Vegas, and now Tucson and San Bernardino, California, starting next week. Also, another station in Colorado has been added to our list as well. Geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. On the subject of sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. Geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There are very high quality printed materials and just added climate engineering conversation starters. Our new geoengineeringwatch.org shirts printed front and back, scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering atrocities in our skies. Doing so, starting a conversation, is the first and most important step toward getting the as-of-yet uninformed to start looking up. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we have a chance of stopping it. Moving on from worldnewsera.com, Network Rail, that's in the UK, is painting tracks white to cool them down because they're 48 degrees C. I believe that's about... 118 plus Fahrenheit, hot. The tracks are buckling. Same subject from tradejournal.com. Why does Italy paint train tracks white? Question mark. From swissinfo.ch. Swiss railway field tests white paint to keep tracks from overheating and buckling. Ever see white railroad tracks in years gone by? Even in the deserts of the U.S. Southwest? Even in Death Valley? Didn't think so. Wasn't needed before. Now it is. What else is buckling from the heat in regions that have never experienced this kind of heat before? This headline from last week, runway at UK's largest airbase, quote, melted in heat wave. From that report, the runway at Briz Norton Air Base in Oxfordshire melted. Due to the scorching hot temperatures, the UK Met Office forecast 104 Fahrenheit, 40 degrees C, 
Temperatures could be recorded Monday. They were. Britain declared a widespread, quote, red heat warning for the first time in history. More from this report. The extreme heat is also punishing France. Massive wildfires are spreading across southern France, parts of Spain and Portugal. This is ongoing. With more than 10,000 evacuated in France alone, the Tour de France cyclists were given the day off. Tour organizers had to spray some areas of roads with water to prevent melting asphalt from disrupting the race. The report then states the heat wave is the second to scorch parts of southern Europe this month. A heat dome in Africa is feeding the heat into the continent. The degree to which the climate engineers can and are manipulating Earth's life support systems is almost inconceivable. This is a climate engineering Manhattan project. For the record, governments all over the world are actively or passively colluding or cooperating in the climate engineering operations. It cannot be otherwise. You can't just climate engineer over your own country without affecting the entire world. We have Senate documents up to 800 pages long at geoengineeringwatch.org under the documents section outlining global cooperation even between otherwise adversarial governments like crime syndicates that cooperate on certain issues and infight on other issues. And that's exactly what we face. And regarding the question of who is actually running these governments, all roads lead back to the central bankers and those who control the central bankers. They control militaries, thus they control countries. Any notion that some elected official somewhere, and I don't care where it is, is actually controlling anything is a very, very naive notion. It's those who print and control the money. That's who runs the matrix from top to bottom. And that better change soon or none of us are going to be here much longer. And you can quote me on that. It gets worse. Let's continue. From news.com.au, that's in Australia, unprecedented heat wave hits UK could spark riots and chaos for emergency services. From that report, as the UK braces for unprecedented heat again, there are fears of an increase in, quote, serious violence, as well as an emergency services meltdown. Health officials fear that hundreds or even thousands of people could die as a result of the extreme temperatures. The level four alert issued by the UK health security agency means illness and death may occur among the fit and healthy and not just in high risk groups. Two years ago, the UK official weather agency and climate service produced a plausible weather forecast for July 2050 based on the nation's climate projections. That plausible scenario is already reality 28 years early as England braces for the deadliest heat wave in its history. Let's keep going. There's more. From multiple sources, heat wave kills hundreds in Spain. Another from last week. Italy's rivers dry up and its farm fields bake as Europe's devastating heat wave exacerbates a record-setting drought, i.e. more crops being crushed. From that report, Italy's worst drought in decades has created parched conditions that have only been exacerbated by the deadly heat wave that has gripped much of Europe this week. The wildfires and the drought are devastating farmland and accelerating a global food crisis. Moving to the far north, this headline, as Alaska and Siberia blaze, i.e. on fire, they're incinerating, the Arctic is warming faster than previously calculated. Yes, the so-called science community again has radically underestimated how bad things are. Geoengineeringwatch.org knew how bad it was and has tried to sound the alarm for so many years, a decade and a half plus, and the so-called science community didn't have a clue? Really? No, they knew. 
but they've been paid to pacify populations until the moment of impact, which now draws near. When so-called scientists value their paychecks and pensions more than telling the truth, we're in a very dark place. And about that dark place, the ongoing scripted political divide is making it darker still. Both sides of the orchestrated political fence without a clue. One side claiming there's nothing wrong with the planet's life support systems. The other side claiming so-called renewable energy will save us. All of it, a circus of insanity as we hurl toward near-term planetary omnicide. More headlines. This one from last week, multiple sources. Excessive July heat likely to bring onset of rapid drought, i.e. flash drought. More crushed crops, climate engineering inseparable from this equation. Another headline last week. Highs to approach 110 degrees Fahrenheit as dangerous heat intensifies in the plains. From that report, there are no signs of Mother Nature, they say, throttling back on the heat anytime soon across the interior west and high plains. In fact, AccuWeather meteorologists warn that the most sizzling conditions yet this summer season are expected to build next week, putting dozens of record highs in jeopardy as temperatures soar past the century mark. They're way past the century mark. With temperatures in the region already running well above average, the addition of higher pressure, that's a high-pressure heat dome, again, moving in, will only act to increase the temperatures. The high-pressure heat dome pushes down on the air. Again, ionosphere heaters heating that portion of the atmosphere, the ionosphere, to extraordinarily high temperatures. That pushes the atmosphere up and down. This is not scientifically disputed at all. Very well covered in science data. That downward pressure creates a high-pressure heat dome, which spins clockwise in the northern hemisphere. They can spin the moisture and the upper-level winds around that, keeping the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48 repeatedly cooled down over 10 years running, the most anomalously less warm region in the entire world because that's where most of Americans live, and they're confused about the state of the climate because it doesn't seem that bad where they live. But the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48 is about one two hundredth of the Earth's surface area. That's hardly a snapshot of the entire world. But it's keeping many Americans pacified and oblivious to the true state of biosphere implosion. Another headline from many sources, unforgiving heat wave in Texas and Southern Plains to worsen next week. Areas already seeing their hottest summer on record are about to get hotter. The report states the extreme heat made worse by human-caused climate change their words, not mine, shows little sign of relenting through at least the end of July. Computer models show a heat dome, there it is again, i.e. sprawling zone of high pressure, centered near the Four Corners region, migrating eastward and not budging for the next one or two weeks. The sinking air beneath these heat domes, already described that, clears the air of clouds and allows the sun to beat down relentlessly. The same areas underneath this heat dome are also affected by the expanding and worsening drought. The dry ground, sapped of moisture, heats up particularly fast. Heat domes, climate engineering jet sprayed desiccant aerosols, all factors in the epic and deadly droughts. Every single meteorologist and climate scientist needs to be asked what their motive is for denying the climate engineering factor. And there can be only two possible reasons. They are either criminally negligent in the field of study in which we are told they are experts or they are lying. Take your pick. But wait, 
Again, won't solar power save us from ourselves as the planet spirals into total meltdown? Here again is the truth. Although solar power is better than the direct use of carbon-based fuels, so-called renewable energy is, in fact, a carbon fuel extender, nothing more. First, as I stated earlier in this broadcast, the hotter it gets, the more intense the UV radiation becomes due to climate engineering destroying the ozone layer the worse solar panels perform, and not just a little worse, way worse. For example, the temperatures and UV radiation in Northern California is now so extreme, it's so severe in summer that solar panel production can routinely go down by 30 or 40%. That's huge. Next, the extreme UV radiation and heat is also rapidly degrading the panels, which greatly shortens their lifespan. And what happens to solar panels when they degrade? Consider this new headline from the LA Times. California went big on rooftop solar, and now that's a problem for landfills. From that report, California has been a pioneer in pushing for rooftop solar power, building up the largest solar market in the U.S. More than 20 years and 1.3 million rooftops later, the bill is coming due. Beginning in 2006, the state focused on how to incentivize people to take up solar power, showered them with subsidies, And the homeowners who installed the photovoltaic panels had no comprehension of any plan to dispose of them. Now the panels purchased under these programs are nearing the end of their life cycle. They're past it for many people because of the degradation I just mentioned. Solar panels are already winding up in landfills where in some cases they could potentially contaminate groundwater with toxic heavy metals such as lead, selenium, and cadmium. The report then states it's not just a problem in California, but also nationwide. A new solar project was installed every 60 seconds in 2021. So many so-called renewable energy components being dumped in our landfills. 160-foot-long wind turbine blades, countless solar panels, none of it performing or lasting as we were told it would. The -the off-the-scale heat and UV radiation And the overall climate chaos, making all of it worse. And climate engineering inseparable from the entire equation with the entire climate science community denying that factor. Moving on to more so-called renewable energy insanity from techexplore.com. Climate change is shifting state views on nuclear power. From that report, despite long-standing safety concerns, many state leaders and some environmental groups say climate change poses a greater risk than reactors and that preserving nuclear power will prevent an expansion of carbon-based powered plants. Nuclear is no solution. In fact, it's a never-ending nightmare that's just beginning. Ask the residents of Chernobyl or Fukushima. And we're about to have 440 more Chernobyls and Fukushimas as nuke plants all over the globe go into meltdown with societal collapse, with no one to man those facilities, and no plan to shut them down. It takes decades to even begin to cold shut down these plants, and no one will be here to do that. What do you think is going to happen to them? The human race has painted itself into an unimaginably dark corner darker than most are yet willing to imagine. How hot and dry is it in the withered and burnt state of California? In a word, hellish. And about the scheduled weather, the script readers often show a slight drop in the hellish heat, only a few days away, but as the window approaches, the heat is extended off into the future again and again. The ionosphere, heater-induced high-pressure heat domes continue to spawn forest and crop-killing heat, while ensuring that the atmosphere remains bone-dry in the West. While moisture is directed around the clockwise rotating high-pressure dome, 
again, to keep the East Coast cooler and wetter. As I stated earlier, this has been the off-and-on pattern for over 10 years, frying the West to cool the East. Search geoengineeringwatch.org reports with that title heading to learn more. Frying the West to cool the East, or geoengineering is creating freeze-fry extremes, or much more underneath the engineering drought sections, engineering wildfire sections, and engineering winter sections. Moving on. Last week from numerous sources, this headline, Flash drought conditions reported as far east as Massachusetts amid a record-breaking hot summer. From that report, far from the drought-stricken west, where water is scarcer by the day and residents are cutting their usage, extremely dry conditions are sinking their teeth into the central and eastern U.S., amplified by record-hot temperatures and the absence of meaningful rainfall. They say a flash drought has developed in parts of the south and northeast, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. In states including Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Massachusetts, and others, flash drought and flash flood, they say, represent two sides of the climate change coin. They then say the contrast is a pattern. Scientists claim that the climate crisis will continue to intensify. One part of the U.S. could be thrust into a drought seemingly overnight, while another wakes up to deadly flooding. Consider the conclusions of that report. Unprecedented drought and deluge blamed solely on climate change, when in fact all available uncensored science data makes clear that climate engineering operations are by far the single most damaging and destructive factor in the equation. On that note, another core component of climate intervention operations are known as chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, i.e. engineered winter events or flash surface cooldowns. By seeding cloud moisture with patented processes of chemical and or biological ice nucleating elements, depending on conditions, many forms of frozen precipitation can be created. The following recent headline is a glaring case in point. Ten consecutive days of hail damages 30,000 hectares of French vines, i.e. grapes. From the report, hail traveling across French wine regions for ten consecutive days in June has damaged or destroyed about 30,000 hectares of grapes. That's about 75,000 acres. Think about that. While so much of that region is burning to the ground, record high temperatures, we have ten consecutive days of hail destroying that much agriculture. Crushing crops can be accomplished with many forms of weather warfare. Keep that in mind. I'm almost out of time. Back to the bottom line of biosphere collapse. Translation, if the human race remains on the current course, none of us will be here for much longer. As mentioned at the start of this broadcast from DC Clothesline, everything is dying. We're witnessing mass extinctions on an unprecedented scale, but most people don't understand what's happening. From that report... We were warned that if we stayed on the path that we were on, that we would eventually see mass extinctions all over the globe. Unfortunately, nothing was done, and now it's already happening. The creatures that inhabit our oceans are dying off. The insects are dying off. The birds are dying off. All around us, there is death on a massive scale. But most people don't understand what's taking place. We all stay in our own little protective bubbles, and we all keep listening to the corporate media that tells us everything's going to be just fine. But the truth is that everything isn't going to be just fine because we're all literally destroying the earth and everything in it. So, what now? Consider this nugget of wisdom from William H. Murray. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness concerning all acts on initiative and creation. There is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. 
All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance which no man could have dreamed would have come his way. Whatever you do or dream, you can begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Begin it now. Only by fully fortifying our faith and our philosophy can we face with courage what's coming, or more correctly, what's already unfolding. Almost nothing about the current paradigm was ever sustainable, not even close. And this conclusion is not even to consider the grave and immediate threats of climate engineering and nuclear everything. Stop, stand back, and think about a few fundamental factors, and while doing so, dump ideology, preconception, and program bias. How is it possible to loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute the entire planet, the entirety of our life support systems, so to speak, and expect to survive for long? Answer, it isn't possible. And we, each of us, all of us, are about to find out the hard way just how true this simple premise is. No habitat, no humans. From the time I was very young, I would gaze at panoramic images of sprawling megacities, and I wondered, how could all the adults think it could continue? We live in a fishbowl that the human race has now rendered toxic. The decimation of our formerly protective, life-giving atmosphere will soon determine our collective fate if it's allowed to continue. Climate intervention operations are the single most destructive human activity of all, and that's saying a lot given the overall propensity of the human race to trash the planet until nothing's left. Why are we here if not to dedicate ourselves to life, life which we didn't give ourselves but which we were given? How many have long since completely lost track of any deeper sense of purpose in exchange for the latest electronic gadget, scripted political theater, sports spectacles, and in general the pursuit of personal pleasures and material gain? almost forgot, and a cheaper gallon of gas. Is that what this is all about? Really? Could there ever be any serenity so deep and moving as being immersed in a living world, a cold-flowing, life-filled river in a thriving forest with cool breezes caressing the living trees, or the sound of the sea, the waves, the seagulls, the seals? Our war against nature is a war against ourselves, and when nature dies, we will die. And that day draws perilously near. Even at this late hour, collectively, we could yet alter the composition of the coming collapse. Isn't that worth fighting for with every fiber of our being? If by our collective efforts anyone can make it through what's coming, we must try. Doing so isn't just an option, it's an absolute obligation. The global controllers are now more desperate and dangerous than ever before. But they are not gods and we are not helpless. They can be stopped. It's up to us. As the Hopi Indian elders stated so long ago, we are the ones we've been waiting for. Join us in this epic battle for all that we hold dear. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details of how you can help to turn the tide. We are literally fighting for our lives. Let's conduct ourselves accordingly. Make your voice heard. Make every single day count. Stay strong. Never give up. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.